Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Thursday, and this is now the twelfth week since Pentecost. Today we continue our reading of Mark's Gospel. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defraud, honor your father and mother. He said to them, Teacher, I have kept all these things since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own and give it to the the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and he went away grieving. For he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to the disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were also greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or the fields For my sake and for the sake of the good news, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age houses, brothers, and sisters, mothers, and children, and fields with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. 
The disciples are perplexed and astounded at Jesus' words about those with wealth. Jesus says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And we have to admit we've been puzzled by these words as well. In Jesus' day and in ours, wealth was often seen as a sign of God's blessing and special favor. We still believe that even now, and there really is ample evidence in Scripture that tells us that the ways of the righteous prosper. But what does that kind of belief say about those who are poor? Jesus says, blessed are the poor. Jesus also says, woe to the rich. So there's ample evidence that poor are loved and specially regarded by the Lord. So we're puzzled. The kingdom of God belongs to the poor, but at the same time riches, properly discerned and regarded as God's blessings, to be used for God's purpose according to our calling in life. So it makes us think that it's not really about money at all, but really about the disposition of our heart and our faith in God. We, like the rich man who meets Jesus, can think that we have things in their proper order. That is, until we are faced with the challenge to sell everything, to give it away, and to follow Jesus in a whole new life. Until we are forced with the crisis of having to give it all up, we cannot know what hold wealth has on us. Maybe that's why the regular practice of giving gifts and offerings, of giving in a sacrificial way, is so important. The counsel from wise and generous followers of Christ throughout the ages has been that we should give until it hurts, give to the point where we have to change something about our life. Not because that makes us any more righteous than anyone else, but because the practice is important in reminding us that all that we have comes from God, that we entered this world with nothing and will enter God's kingdom likewise with nothing but God's own grace and favor and that what we must be ready at any time to give it all up to follow Christ. We do not enter the kingdom with any wealth. We have no status in God's kingdom by family or by wealth or by merit. In God's kingdom, we will be, and we are, what we are, by God's grace. To move to that kind of perspective in this life, to, to take that view of the kingdom of heaven and to look into the life that we leave in the here and now, is all part of learning to follow Jesus. That kind of move is already built into our baptismal liturgy, the emptying and the death of the old and the life of the new. Yet there remain some for whom the pleasures and privilege of this life become, make it impossible to renounce. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you, all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially this morning, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationships with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for all people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, for those who are sick, for those who are grieving, for those who care for the sick and accompany the grieving for all who are working to bring about peace and international harmony, for those who are striving to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For what else or for who else do we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen.